0: Welcome to Rolling with Ray. You're probably asking yourself, why am I wearing this cowboy hat? Well, the reason is, I want my next guest to feel welcome. I will be interviewing Michael Richardson, a real cowboy. Michael owns Broken R Ranch in Hyco, Texas. At the age of 20 years old, Michael sustained a spinal cord injury as a result of a truck accident. Today, He is a paraplegic, he's paralyzed from the waist down, and he trains horses from his wheelchair. Michael is also a motivational speaker and is well-known throughout the industry in horse training. Michael will share his story of how he overcame his adversity. It's my honor and pleasure to introduce you to Michael Richardson, the real cowboy. Michael, good to have you on the show today.
1: Man, Ray, it's good to be here. I'm so glad that I had the opportunity to be on your show, part.
0: Well, I appreciate it. So, have you always been a cowboy?
1: Uh, In my heart, I have. I, uh, you know, as a little boy, I always, uh, all my heroes were all cowboys. And, uh, and, you know, with uh, John Wayne and Clint Eastwood, and we could go on and on, but but those two in particular. But I've always... uh, in my heart, thought of myself as as wanting to adhere to the the cowboy sort of quote unquote standards, you know, being good stewards of the land and and the animals, and um, that's something that always drove me to to kind of where I am today.
0: That's awesome. Did you always grow up on a ranch?
1: No, sir, I didn't. I grew up with horses, uh, but I but I did not grow up on a, a ranch. Really, I, I grew up in Illinois, and I got to Texas just as quick as I could, and uh, became a, a naturalized citizen, if you will. And uh, so, yeah, it's it's been uh, it's been great. Texas is, is home. I've been here a long time, and uh, can't think of any other place I'd rather be. And uh, so, yeah, I grew up, like I said, I grew up with horses, and was very very blessed. to have a wonderful family, and um, Really, my dad instilled in me about horses and, and just taking care of them and what what goes into that, and that has driven me and continues to drive me every day to, to be the best horseman that I can be and continuing to be open to, to learning and,
0: and sharing. That's awesome. I've always wanted to be a cowboy. I grew up in the city. From my first experiences when riding a horse was when I was seven years old. Uh, a friend of ours had a, a, a farm, and uh, we went out and visited, and got to ride a horse at the age of seven years old. I still remember the horse's name was Trudy. Uh, it, I enjoyed the I enjoyed the heck of riding that horse.
1: Isn't that awesome? Part I, I know what you mean. It's uh, every time you can you can be around these phento- phenomenal pardon me, animals. It's it's truly a blessing. I I tell a lot of people that God put something so special in horses that He deals with humans. And you know they, they they take a lot of stuff from humans, and again that drives me to try to continue to share and what, what horsemanship and that relationship's all about.
0: So, Michael, can you describe how you became a paraplegic?
1: Sure. Yeah, I was driving home one night. And it was about one o'clock in the morning, and I came over a little rise in the road, and and to my surprise, there was a deer standing right in my lane and the road was under construction so it was it was not the best as far as stability and i was driving a cj7 jeep and decided to try to swerve to miss the deer and as i did that i dropped my right front wheel off the shoulder and uh ended up rolling the jeep end over end was thrown out and was crushed by it
0: and that broke your back
1: yes sir broke my back Uh, a lot of internal injuries Uh, all my ribs, uh, my heart was badly damaged. Uh and the least they were saying, or one of the least was the fact that I broke my back. My the heart was was the major concern. And um, you know, I I, I didn't really think I'd live, and here we are. So it's always a blessing. God's good, man.
0: Absolutely. God is great. Yep. So you're you're in the hospital bed, and in the back of your mind, did you ever think or what did you think about what's my future going to be like laying in this bed now and now that I'm confined to a wheelchair? Did you ever imagine to do the things that you're doing today?
1: You know, I I would say uh, yes and no. You know, uh, my my dad, uh, you know, always raised me that uh, you just keep going and you don't stop and you don't quit. And the fact that you know, I, that was instilled in me as as a little boy. And, you know, he one of his favorite sayings is, you run with what you brung. And I remember him sitting beside the bed, and he told me that. And uh, that just drove me, you know, to to try to do as best, the best I can with the circumstances and uh, try to try to make a difference. And so I, I didn't uh, – I really didn't stop, and I don't think I have a, as of yet um, stop long enough to, to really dwell on the negatives. I always look for the positives and I try to try to do that every single day I get up and and like I say, just, just blessed to see another day and be able to share and and continue to learn from the horses and people. and, And then in turn share that. So, uh, you know, it was never a situation that I felt like I couldn't do something and, you know, as you know, it's there's, there's a lot of secondary uh, issues that come with spinal cord injuries, and I've had my share of those, but uh, never never dwelled on what could not be or wouldn't be. I always looked what could, you know, how can I take this and, and better myself and help people?
0: So you're considered a paraplegic, paralyzed from the waist down. How uh, long I did, a, I'm sorry?
1: I am a T5, 6, and 7 originally.
0: Absolutely. Okay.
1: And, uh, a uh, little return, uh, but but really about, about right, oh, maybe an inch below my sternum.
0: I see. How long did it take you to get back up on a horse?
1: Uh, I was back on a horse uh, five months post-injury.
0: Wow, that's amazing. Did well, they have to do a, a special saddle strap, or how does that you, work? Can you explain well, to our viewers how you get on a horse?
1: Absolutely. Yes, I I had to uh, adapt some saddles, and um, I again I looked at it as a challenge, and and really, uh, you know, the first few rides it was actually, you know, what that's not even true. Uh, um, I had a chance to ride in a therapeutic program in Chicago um, five weeks post injury, so uh, that's amazing. That was, that was really something, had to be involved in a riding in a path program. It's what they call it now. And that, that was really, uh, you know, spurred me to, to get better and to, uh, overcome the adversities. And so, yeah, that was great. But, but like you were saying, you know, I, I, I did run into some frustration trying to adapt the saddles and, uh, kind of bumped around with different saddles, different ideas. And, and then I finally, uh, met a, a who is now a dear friend of mine, Travis Dittmer, who made a saddle for me and uh, allows me to uh, to be able to ride to whatever extent that I so choose. And so it's it, it's really been something, and um, I wouldn't change a
0: thing, really. That's great. That's great. So you own a ranch called Broken R Ranch in Hyco, Texas. Can you uh, tell me true. a little bit about that ranch? Yes,
1: sir. You know, we, we, we bought this place, and it was uh, – uh, with the thought of being able to expand um, our clinic program and our workshops and have people come to us. And uh, that was back in 05 and I was hurt again in 06, broke my back again and uh, laid me up for a while. And so the the ranch was, was set to try to get people to come to us more and, and not just travel like I did prior to that. and. It's, it's a place of healing for horses and people, and we, uh, we you know, do our best every day to try to welcome people and horses, and it's really been a blessing. And we've, you know, we've got some cattle and, and mainly horses, but do have some cattle, and it's uh, it's just really been a dream.
0: Well, when I'm out to Hyco, uh, Texas one day, I'm going to make sure to stop by there.
1: Hey, Clark, open invitation to you, man.
0: Thank you very much. Can you describe how you train horses from your wheelchair, and is there a specific method?
1: Uh, sure. Uh, you know, I, I think that training from the chair in this perspective uh, has has really enlightened me in, in many ways, uh, surely as a horseman. And um, it's allowed me the time to develop a mindset that would be conducive to working horses from, you know, the chair and uh, then on horseback as well. But the, uh, you know, the chair had some some interesting perspectives, obviously. The, you know, the movements are so different between, you know, myself and an able-bodied person that uh, it, it it's just been a, a journey and it still is to perfect the nuances of working with horses focusing on the you know the mind and the, the neuroscience behind the relationships between a horse and a human but the the thing really more than anything with the chair it, it it's forced me to go slow and I I don't I, I'd love to say that as an able-bodied person that I would have understood that and I would go as slow as I do today but but I don't know that that would really be would have been and would be the case. So so the chair has really enlightened me and allowed me to be able to observe more and put my body, mind and body in a spot that's going to be conducive when we're working horses at liberty, which is no physical connection to them and developing the mind. And it's been uh it's it's really been an incredible opportunity and, wow. and one that wouldn't change at all.
0: It's awesome. How do you handle a horse that is not listening to you? or getting their attention.
1: You know, I, I just back up and observe more when we run into a where a horse gets stuck and needs needs the time to process information, that I'll just kind of back up, break it down and and present it in a in another way that might be more conducive for that animal to to be able to start thinking and processing and and, and try to draw the horse's attention and their mind towards me in such a way that it it's won their idea, and never set them up for failure. Always set them up for success, and that that's really the way that I've been approaching it. And I never want to get in you know a, a fight with a horse. Um, never want to get where I maybe got a hold their lead on them where they're pulling on me. We don't want we don't want that. Just really it's just backing up, observing, and representing. And that's probably the, the most that I have seen working with horses that are, that are tough that need a little more time working from this perspective.
0: What type of horses do you train? And what is your typical day as far as training horses? Like how many horses do you train a day?
1: Uh, well, really the, the main, we work with all horses, all breeds. Um, but, but mainly a lot of quarter horses, thoroughbreds, warm bloods and when I'm not, uh, you know, recovering from an injury, uh, you know, my day usually starts about five o'clock. And then uh, I used to work, you know, six to 10 horses a day. And, and now it's, uh, it's, we backed off on that one. It's more like five, depending, but it's, it's the quality, not the quantity. And the, what I was doing before working for other people is, is I worked a lot of horses, but I found that that was compromising the quality. So I've really backed up and really try to work a few horses, but with higher quality.
0: Do you also train people to ride horses? Yes, sir. Yes,
1: sir. Sure do. A lot of my clientele, uh, probably 99% of my clientele is all able-bodied. And the the things that I've learned riding from this perspective and, and the understanding movement of a horse and movement of a human and how do you present the two to bring them together with one mind and one body has uh, been incredibly rewarding to see that with people that are are able-bodied and developing that connection to a greater extent with their animals um has has really been been an incredible experience that's awesome
0: that's great that's great you, uh, you've been a Perina, Peruna, Perina, Perina ambassador for the past twenty plus years. Can yes, you explain uh, to our viewers what that is? Yes, sir. Uh,
1: Perina Mills uh, makes incredible horse feed and do a lot of incredible things with their research facility in in um, Missouri. And <clears throat> I grew up feeding Perina uh, to our horses and. When I was approached back in, uh, well, I was 97, but really 99, um, I was met a gentleman at, a, at an expo. It's it's kind of a long story, so I'll, I'll break it down enough, so it was quite as long. I was at an expo in Louisville, Kentucky, and I worked with a horse that uh, um, really was something. It was a thoroughbred gelding, and put him
0: in the pen and let him go, and he immediately runs around and is kicking out at me. and. Then he
1: stopped and reared and and all these things and that just drew people to the arena. It's kind of like why do people go to a hockey game, you know? Right. So so it was really really incredible. And all these people came and they're you know they're all holding their breath and, and I'm working with this horse and he and I are working at developing a relationship and a lot of communication and and all these things and, and he was just doing great and ended up just ended on a really good note, real soft, real open to to working with me and working with his owners. And so that was a delight. But in the process of that, I was met at the gate by the gentleman at that time that that handled all of the Prina Ambassadors, uh, influentials, and um, he gave me a card. And along with the card, he asked me if I could come see, you know, come and see somebody. And I said, absolutely. So I rolled out and kind of worked through all the people that were there. and. Prina was sponsoring this arena and it was the checkerboard arena. And they had at the time, this, this trailer, that was a, a museum. And so I roll over that way. And there's this little boy in this little yellow quickie wheelchair. And he, uh, um, he saw me and the, and the crowd kind of opened up his mom and dad were saying, so he could get a real straight view of me in the, in the pen with this horse. And he said, look, mommy, someone just like me. And, uh,
0: that's awesome,
1: man. It was it was it was absolutely awesome, and, and that that defined really at that moment what I was going to do and uh, make a difference. And so, I was I was given a card. Well, I was on the road for three weeks. When I got home, I I called this gentleman and we we met at the Paint World in, in Fort Worth, and we're sitting there watching a stallion halter class, and. Nothing against watching ultra horses, but it's kind of like watching paint dry. And so I'm sitting there and he's telling me, you know, we really like what you're doing. And uh, we've got a relationship with NARA, which was North American riding for the handicap. And now it's called PATH. And uh, he said, we'd really like to see if you'd like to be involved in in developing that relationship and being involved with Prina Mills. Well. Without thinking too much, I I paused a minute and I said, you know, I, I really appreciate that, um, but I'm working really hard to establish my own identity. And at that point, Ray, I thought, man, I just kicked myself in the butt. I said, man, I just, just this one is done, you know, and he sat there and it seemed like, it seemed like 15, 30 minutes went by it was only a matter of seconds, he says, uh, okay. He says, so you're still interested. And I said, holy smokes am I ever. So I, I signed on with Prina Mills in ninety-nine, August of ninety-nine. And uh, it's it's been an honor and a pleasure to work with such a great company, great people, and go around and share horsemanship with their dealer base, all of their clients. So uh, you know, I went from working for the private sector to working for the, you know, public in a, in a major way overnight.
0: That's a great yeah. story. That, that's awesome. That's, a great that's what it's all about, great. I tell you, it's been great. Awesome. So, you're a motivational speaker. What is the message that you send to your audience when you go speak?
1: Get off dead center and make a difference. You know, uh, John Wayne had a quote, and I, I just love it. You know, courage is being scared to death and saddling up anyway.
0: That's and awesome.
1: I, I I think that. You know, you and I, and I know you can attest to this, when you're talking to able-bodied people on there, and I don't mean this disrespectfully, but they're complaining about their back and they're complaining about their life. And you know what? Quit complaining. You know, life life is, is awesome. And you, you've you got to enjoy every single moment of what life has to offer.
0: Absolutely. And- I always tell people that if they're complaining, you know what, come walk in, the, in my shoes a day and I guarantee you, you'll stop complaining. Amen, man. That's it. So, exactly. Michael, I've got one last question. Um, what is one thing that you could say about broken our rants to our, our folks that are listening?
1: Come visit. Yeah, come out and visit, watch us uh, work with horses, and uh, it'll, it'll, it'll change your life, man.
0: Well, Michael, it's been a pleasure having you on my podcast called Rolling with Ray. I appreciate you and uh, keep doing the great things that you're doing in, in Hico, Texas.
1: Well, you're a good man, Ray, and you're making a difference. And it's been an honor to be on your show. And I look forward to future opportunities to get with you. And, man, come visit. Call me anytime and uh, get out to Heiko and uh, come by and spend a day with me.
0: Thank you so much. Should you have any comments or questions, please contact me at Book at gmail.com, or you can go to my website at www.thelifeididn'texpect.com. Please make sure to follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and, of course, my YouTube channel called Rolling with Ray. Also, if you're looking for a good read to read this holidays, please pick up my book called The Life I Didn't Expect, Facing Adversity and Winning. The book is on Amazon. Again, thank you for watching and listening. And until I see you again, thank you very much.